Welcome back to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. Boy, do we have a panel for you today. The industry's screenwriting experts. A panel of new voices in Hollywood. The costumes are a character. Fuck, Mary kill. Wide shot, two shot, close up. This is Artists. On Artists. On Artists. On Artists. Do you know why they call it show business? I always wondered that. Welcome back to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. <laughs> Tis the season for a villain. That's right. Today, we sit down with four legendary villains. You know the good guys, but have you met the bad guys? Take a walk on the bad side of town and see what it takes to act as a bad man in a movie. Actors go to great lengths to become evil diabolical characters that make our skins shake. <laughs> so let's listen to the process of being rotten. Should we go around and uh, say our names? Uh, yes, let's go around. I'm Gervais Peanut, and I play Dark Side of the Moon. What movie is that in? Catwoman. <laughs> Hello. My name is Henry Buffo, and I played Bone Apart in the Batman trilogy. Bone Apart is Napoleon Bonaparte's reimagined and rebuilt as a cyborg-like man trying to take over the world. Of course, of course. I love that. Hello, my name is Jared Heath. Happy to be back on the Artist on Artist on Artist on Artist podcast. This is right. This is crazy, right? You're the first guest ever to be invited back onto this podcast. It's true. They couldn't keep me away. I mean, how do you have a panel about villains and bad guys without talking to the most rotten to their core? <laughs> the Mixer, of course. Oh, hell, oh, hell, the Mixer. Oh, I played the Mixer, but I also most recently played the mixer's son it's bizarre because you got older and they brought you back to play a younger role the irishman effect it's opened up so many doors it's changing a lot actors yeah Yeah. that's really amazing and my name is henry hayworth and my uh role that i'm well known for is uh playing uh no more mr nice guy was my character's name in an upcoming DC film that has yet to be announced. Do you want to announce it? Well, you're doing press and you <laughs> and they haven't even confirmed the project. They might lock you up. It's really, really, really frustrating, to be honest, <laughs> because I they told me to come do this because they love the hype. I mean, I know you guys are working in DC uh, roles here and there. Well, just going off of No More Mr. Nice Guy, is that the actual released character name? Or it is not. It is not. It is a uh, fake name for my character. Mm. Oh, it's and a dummy sides. It's a dummy sides. It's side. a dummy yeah. sides name. But it's name. for your character name. It's No More Mr. Nice Guy. It's a little Easter egg for people who know a lot about DC. You so might be able to connect what is it. the project called? Yeah, tell us the project. So currently the project is called... Uh, unknown DC project. Uh, okay, so what so are we going to talk about here today? You so what's the best well, case scenario? <laughs> you come here and you pr- you promote a project you can't name and a character you can't tell us who you're playing. Jared, this is crazy. Everything that you're pointing out is what I pointed out to them <laughs> myself. And they said, just go. We love the hype. And I said, what is hype if I have nothing to talk about? But But I can talk about processes, and I can talk about the things, the experiences I've had. I just can't use any specifics. (laughs) Great. Great. I'm excited to get into it. I feel like, and I wanted to check in, you know, when before I came on this panel, there was a couple things I wanted to think about. And the main thing was, for me, it is so funny how evil people think I am in real life. Oh, oh yes. that's funny. Yes. That's a good question. Are you guys evil in real life? 
Oh, that's a lovely question. That's funny. That's a lovely question. People ask me that a lot, and I don't know the answer, to be honest. Quite a presumptuous question. (laughs) Are you evil in real life? That's a heavy thing to ask. I get that a lot, and you will too once they name your project (laughs) and release it. Oh, once they name your project and give you a character name and release the movie, Uh, so many doors are going to open up for you. I'll tell you what, guys. When you guys see how evil I am in this movie, you're going to be surprised that you're meeting me, Mr. Nice Guy, here. I think it's going to be a real big surprise because it's just, trust me, rancid, nasty, nasty stuff. You could be anybody in the movie, and I wouldn't know. Like, we don't know anything about You could be completely lying. No, you'll know it's me. You're going to know it's me. Trust me. Trust me. DC begged me to be here because the juxtaposition of knowing me now and then seeing the movie, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be insane. Oh, well, okay. I'm not evil. I'm just old. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, when I, did Dark Side of the Moon? When did you play Dark Side of the Moon? Can you remind us? Yes. Well, I played Dark Side of the Moon this year. Oh yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. No, it's fine. But Dark Side of the Moon was introduced to Catwoman's timeline about in the third comic book. So we're finally. Introducing yeah. and and Dark Side of the Moon. What was their power? What was their whole villain? Dark thing? Side of the Moon uses the moon to fuck up everyone's hormones. Oh, mm, I remember. <laughs> it was a very feminist, pro-feminist, pro-hormone yes. movie. That's Catwoman. Yes, because she's a girl superhero, and so she's constantly susceptible to the powers of the moon and her cycle. Yes. Well, the the fe- when we have a female superhero. The villains have to be an obstacle for the females. Mm. Yeah, great point. It's different. Gerard, I wanted to say, I've always seen you as kind of an evil guy, too, because I remember seeing your uh, rendition of Shylock at the Royal Shakespeare Company. Oh, thank you. What was that? How long ago was that? Oh, that was about, I want to say I did Shylock. Well, I played Shylock m- multiple times. Yeah. I played Shylock at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival um, when I was 82. So that was about 10 years ago. Wow. Yes. Wow. Nine, 92. Yes. Wow. We're you sitting are with a legend. Wow. Absolute legend. Thank you. No legends here. And then I played Shylock recently last year at uh, Griffith Park. Mm. Yeah, and I saw the one at the Royal Shakespeare Company. So I, saw, that one? I saw the one at Griffith Park. Oh, yeah. During oh, the pandemic, I, mi- I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> I mixed those up because it was very minimalism on both ends. Yeah, so yeah. Yes. Mm. But thank you. I appreciate it. I wish I had seen the one at Griffith Park that was so much closer. It was wonderful. And cheap. Free. <laughs> free. <laughs> free. Absolutely free. If I knew in the future you would be at Griffith Park, I probably wouldn't have flown out to London to see you in that. Oh, but we appreciate the patronage. Oh, thanks. Did you fly out to London just to see him? I, well, I was seeing all the shows. I saw Billy Elliot at the time. I saw oh. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Billy oh, Elliot, okay. one of the most famous villains. Yeah. Yeah, he brought art to that coal town. <laughs> I, it was so heartbreaking to watch those Hard coal miners Hard be movie. infiltrated by art. What a villain. Oh, so evil. Oh, I'll say, you know, it's it was a good villain. Is that Lady Bird? Oh, mm. yeah. That yeah. coming of age of a villain girl. Yes. Oh. Yes, she's so selfish and she's so mean to her mother. Oh, uh, oh what about... Ugh, that villain in Little Miss Sunshine, that little girl who doesn't follow the rules of the pageant. Oh, I and she's funky looking. She's funky looking like a villain too. Mm, yeah. I passed up that movie. Too evil. I said, yeah. you know, I won't do this. I'm sorry. It's just, it doesn't end well. Yeah. It doesn't end well, you yeah. know? Um, Jared, you, I mean, you probably get asked if you're evil all the time. I know you said that. Do you feel like you are? Yes, and I say sometimes I am when I'm method playing the mixer. You see, in the months leading up to me playing the mixer or the mixer's son, I get rather, (laughs) I get rather evil. I start walking through the streets with a little maniacal smile, seeing just who I could lightly trip on the sidewalk. Mm. Sometimes I wait until my neighbors are asleep and I move their garden gnomes a little closer to their house each and every day just to make them think they're going slowly insane, just like how messed up the mixer is in the movie. And it's not like I want to do it. In my real life, I think I'm a very nice guy. But when I'm the mixer, I get a little terrible. Can you remind me what 
actually the mixer's powers are. Oh, oh, don't even get me started. The mixer, the mixer has the power to be messed up in the head. The mixer is a villain who exists in his own mind, and he's so troubled and messed up that everyone he comes in contact to feels the wrath of a guy who's not doing well. So it's just moods? Yes, so he's mentally ill. That's his power. (laughs) Oh, wow. And I think this is so interesting because I feel like we have... Uh, four different types of villains here, you know. Uh, yes. um, Dark Side of the Moon is that kind of villain that comes in for the one movie. Mm. You know, uh, Bonaparte is the big baddie that mm-hmm. kind of comes around. And then yours is the villain that uh, you've got so many solo movies about yourself. Yes. And mine is yours. one completely different. And, and it's, the, it's the fourth and can kind. You, can you tell us which? I cannot. Can you give a vague category? Let's, well, No. Well, I, <laughs> how can you answer this? Do you wear a cape or not? Let's just say the first outfit you see me in won't be the last. I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> how does this help the movie? You change at one point. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing you think I am in the beginning, no. you better not be thinking that the whole time. Have you shot yeah. all this? Is this all been shot? It's all shot. It. We just locked... Uh, picture. I'm going in for ADR tomorrow. Usually they release the name of a movie <laughs> yeah, and the villain point. by that well, point. They're probably $900 million in. Well, yeah. Well, they're, they're, they just want to make sure that it is good. No, I get, it, I get it. Ever right. since that Tom Hardy debacle, yeah. is that he who did the, the spoiler? Yeah. Someone That's released Tom a, Holland. Tom Holland oh, released yeah. a spoiler. The security protocols for these movies. <clears throat> Then my, my wife had to get my babysitter. My babysitter. Your babysitter. <laughs> I have a babysitter. <laughs> and my babysitter had to fill out an NDA. Wow. Mm. Did you guys have to do rigorous security training to hide what the plots were for the movies? Yeah, I did. Mm, yeah. I did. Well, the hardest thing for me was all the tricks and stunts, you know. Hiding things from the press is kind of my natural thing you know not you a lot don't of, like the press i stay away and honestly it's more of them staying away from me you know i think nobody's really coming by my house to take photos i saw that one photo they they caught you being a paparazzi mm-hmm. yeah. i just love taking photos <laughs> Yes, you took that picture of Elle Fanning. I lo- she is a gift. Have you guys seen her in any of her work? <laughs> yes, she's, she's a talented actress. I, I can Elle see why you would like to take a picture yeah, of her. Yeah, yeah. So I caught Elle Fanning walking out of Craig's. <laughs> walking out of Craig's the other day. Craig's Restaurant guest, in Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills with her boyfriend, and I just had to take a photo. And so are you pitching yourself as a sort of paparazzo, like to Harvey Levin and the like? It's more of a thing. That's the only time they approach me. I, I uh, take the photos and I go, look, I've got all these lovely photos just showing friends. And they say, I'll buy this. Is one of your friends a paparazzo? Yes, I know a couple paparazzi members. And how, I bet they pay a pretty penny for something like Elf. Oh, I'm not in The Elf ending picture was gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It was great. They don't pay too much because Elf ending is a hot commodity. (laughs) Don't get any Lots ideas, Jared. I, I feel like I could see Jared trying to be a paparazzo to get in character to be evil. Listen. Oh, God. That cat's out of the bag. <laughs> what cat? <laughs> What's happening? That cat I let into the studio. Oh, it's gone. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, you brought a cat in? I brought a cat in because cats are evil, and I watch them to see what they do because they're always plotting. I'll find him. He'll turn up. But I guess back to the original thing, the yes. tricks of my movie were very hard. Batman v. Bonaparte was very, very tricky to get into. I mean, we are on wires in front of blue screens hanging over water, and I'm supposed to deliver the lines. And <laughs> You know, it's just tough. And you are in full 18th century sort of French mm-hmm. Revolutionary it's War. 18th century French Revolution War outfit with cyborg arms and legs yeah. and limbs attached oh, to it. Now, and instead of an arm, you have a knife. 
Mm-hmm. Instead of one arm, it's a knife. Is it a real sharp knife? Oh, I cut myself all the time. You have oh. no idea. And this is, uh, did they have to uh, do any sort of tricks of the camera to make you as short as the real Napoleon Bonaparte? They had to do a lot of camera tricks. Really? I would stand next to Batman, who in our universe was played by... Matt McGorry, right? (laughs) Matt McGorry. (laughs) From Criminal Minds? No, from How to Get Away with Murder and Orange is the New Black. I love that show. I love that show. The most most woke social media guy. He was a wonderful Batman. (laughs) Anyway, they put me about 20 feet back from him, and I had to pretend like I was talking to him in profile. They did the same tricks in the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of uh, changing your body, what was it like to not play the mixer but go into the mixer's son? And, mm. and did yes. that just make you different? I'm dying to know this. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I will be honest. Many people say that when, oh, when you do a superhero movie, you have to train and you have to go to the gym and mm-hmm. you have to you have to do all this stuff to make your body strong. Yeah. I yeah. bet you did so for you your role. Strong. Um, at one point, I gained. 75 pounds of muscle. Okay, so this feels like a very starring role. This mm-hmm. feels like uh, something Big. that will be recurring. No! <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get it out of you at some point. It sucks because I don't want to interfere with your contract, but I do want to know something. I feel like yeah. it would help you as well. Well, let's just say in the beginning, he's a nice guy. And it doesn't stay that way. Oh, God. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. You gotta tell us. That's you gotta every villain us. in the history of villainy. Wait, Mixer's son. Come on. Yeah, anyway, the the I'll get it out of you. But I, I didn't go to the gym once. I reached a certain level. For the Mixer, the Mixer's son. For the Mixer's son. <laughs> I didn't go to the gym. I said, listen. I don't want to lift anything. I don't want to touch anything because all the mental, I the the time I'll be at the mental gym all day just working stuff out up there, and so it's all CGI. That mm. eight pack you see on the mixer, son. Believe it or not, that's not really there. I believe it. I've got a question. <laughs> what is it like? What's, okay. <laughs> what's the Sorry. difference for your mental? What in you play the mixer? And then you play the mixer's son. For you, <laughs> what's the difference between the characters? Yes, is the mixer's son just, you know, like, uh, just uh, kind or? Yeah, other than the eight pack, which you mentioned. <laughs> other than him being chiseled and ripped. <laughs> yeah, so then uh, the mixer's son, he's evil and he's messed up, but in a slightly different way. Because he's inherited all of the messed up traits of the mixer. But nobody notices what he's going through because he is a hot alpha male. And so he goes to all the beach parties and all of his job as a TV show host. And everyone thinks he's doing well, but he's just high functioning. Does he talk like a normal man or like you, the mixer? No, he talks like the mixer. So it seems like a dead giveaway. He hosts shows with a voice like that? Yes, he says, welcome back to Access Hollywood. Oh, he's a Hollywood reporter. He's a TV personality. I've got a quick question. Where are we in the Mixer movies? What is the plot of this Mixer's son movie? Just a highlight of what's going on. It's like a beach movie? Yes, well, so the Mixer has appeared in uh, many of the, the Squirrel Man movies. That's where he was uh, he originated from the mixer got his solo movie which uh, as we all know is a very messed up film and then uh the mixer's son is the second standalone solo uh mixer franchise and it's about a high functioning hot and chiseled access hollywood host <laughs> oh high functioning why do you keep saying high functioning because <laughs> like, the access hollywood people are really <laughs> He's functioning. No, he's functioning really high. Okay. <laughs> but deep down, 
he's not doing so hot. And at night, he gives in to those messed up thoughts. Uh. And he starts to do graffiti all over the walls. And he starts to follow a lady home who runs the sound on Access Hollywood and yeah. see what she's up to. And at first, it starts out innocent. He gives her love letters and she says, yes, let's go out because you're a hot man. But deep down, the rejection of what he thinks she would do is enough to drive him slowly insane. Incredible. That's amazing. That's incredible. Oh, Dark hey, side of the moon. Robert. Yes, what's that about? What's th- what it's like getting in your character? I mean, are you playing a moon? Are you playing oh, a person controlling the moon? Are you playing the, moon? the shade? Are you playing yes, the essence of light? I am the shade okay. of the dark side of the moon. Oh. So, um... It looks, when I first saw the character mock-ups, I said, that looks like a children's play with one big moon crest, right? And then they told me um, that it was just VO. Oh. So <laughs> I'm never really on set. I yeah. just go in there and I'm Are you VO. doing VO or are you doing motion capture? Because I know a lot of... No, I'm not using my body. No, no, no. Um, FK Twigs plays my body. I yes. love her. Oh, she yes. is so one good. of my favorite people to photograph. She's a dancer, Ooh. right? <laughs> She's, you photograph I'll her catch her wherever I can. <laughs> well, oh, she's I the love dancer, her. and they get Cheap her to dance for days. I like the hair mm. of her. She yeah. photographs yes. really well <laughs> on the but street. But your VO was oh, so incredible. It unlocked something rather. A carnal and, and human yeah. and Did evil. You, people talk about your VO, how dark and brooding and scary it was. Well, me and the team, we tried to hit the lowest note possible. Mm. Hit it. Oh, it took a while, but I could try. It took a lot of vocal Well, warm-ups. maybe we could see it in this. Can we see a clip of it? Oh, yeah. Let's mm. roll the footage. Great. This is a scene between me and Catwoman. Um... So and Catwoman is talking to the moon at this point. Yes, and she's hanging on a piece of uh, of of um what do you call scaffolding? Scaffolding, yes. Where are you? Where are you, you evil being? The hormones. The hormones. Oh no! in the VO booth when I did that note. You went too low. My, I took my mouth and I pushed it so hard up against the mic that I got a regurgitation effect. And wow. I'm hearing that's what happened in the theater too. I, I read a lot of reviews because I was so excited to see Catwoman. Uh, the, who played your Catwoman? I keep forgetting. Oh, Reese with the spoon. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and I shouldn't forget Last because... Last year, she I, was lovely, and that's great. Reese and she FK was... Twigs and me. Well, Reese is involved, and it's, you know, <laughs> it's it's so great. And uh, Reese, FKA, and Gerard Peanut. It was such... What a triple billing. Um, Thank you. But when I saw that, and I, I, I'm just obsessed with superhero movies, obviously working on one, and, and when I saw what was going on with you... I, I read everything and everyone was saying it was the most visceral reaction because the whole thing just kind of felt like you're in on a boat mm. like the vibe it was so queasy and shaky. to make a villain a giant moon is yeah. always an interesting choice because that's something thousands of miles away I mean I love the reveal right the moon turns and there's this creature on the back of the moon but behind the creature is the whole bright lit moon mm. yes and it's it. We wanted to represent nature, and I think that's interesting about these villains. Is like representing maybe the history of the humans, or maybe the medical issues of the humans, or the the nature of us of our Earth, right? Yeah. And what what are we pulling from for yours? Well, for me, I don't want to spoil anything. But we know. Oh, but you could say what the general tone. <laughs> what of was your it like power. getting yeah. into character? Well, so so my character is a comment on the badness of a person. See, yes, okay, okay. okay. Morals. So, Maybe morals. Yeah, so he's a nice guy. 
And then it's commenting on people who are nice guys and then are no more Mr. Nice Guy. So which of the seven deadly sins would you say your villain represents? Well, that would be unfair because my villain probably doesn't believe in God (gasps) and probably isn't religious. Mm. We're getting something. We're getting closer. We're, we're going to crack this nugget we open by the end of it. Atheist character. Well, One personality trait locked in. <laughs> Let's see if we can get them all. Oh, good. Okay, can we all talk about um just uh working with our directors? I I mean these these movies, the directors uh, yes. they hire for these movies are big big image people. Yeah, mm, the well, big image people. Big image people. Big image people. people. That's big what we said people. in London when I worked on uh, all the Shakespeare. Big image. Mm. Mm. Yes. Well, Tarantino and I had a wonderful, wonderful relationship. <laughs> he did all the Mixer movies. He did right? all the Mixer movies. Now, talking about messed up guys, that's a mix, messed up guy. You two are like the Olsen twins. You just always We are like together. the Olsen twins. You guys look almost identical. And we both have fashion lines coming out soon. It's so crazy. You know, he has famously said he's only going to make 10 movies and he's done. And I can't believe his last one was The Mixer's Son. (laughs) It's true. I was surprised as well. But I went to his house and he slipped a little piece of paper where he wrote on it how much he was being paid. And I nearly fell out of my chair. So I understand. I understand where he's coming from. Oh, and, and is he is he kind of a, a, a like very strict about the script on set? Do you get to improvise? What's the deal? Well, uh, he sort of lets me go off on monologues because he knows I'm method. He knows I'm in character. He knows that he'll say, no, just keep rolling. He's got it. He's going somewhere with this. But to everyone else, he is so cruel if they mess up a word. He is so mean and awful. And it you have to keep it that way because it's not called the cashier who helps the mixer's son buy grapes. That's not what the movie's called. The movie is called The Mixer's Son. Mm, yes. Did you have to um do any time researching at Actors Access? Not Actors Access, but I... <laughs> oh, Access Hollywood. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I watched hours upon <laughs> hours of Access Hollywood. That Mario Lopez, he is good at what he does. I I love photoing him, too. He is great because he's you got... You love photoing him. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it in the paparazzi game. I think other people call it that, too. Yeah. Mm, I'm not sure about photoing. that. Photoing. Mm-hmm. No, I guess that's what it is. There's something <laughs> behind that man's eyes. Go on, go on. Well, there's something behind that man's eyes. You can tell. There's a messed up something there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of something behind the eyes, the color contacts they gave you as Napoleon <laughs> oh, was thank so you. weird. Yes, yes. <laughs> thank you. The bright blue contacts they, they were really don't go after the hair and makeup department but did I, did that I, really weird no thank stuff. you thank did, really did I weird mean it was the honda blue it was honda blue like mm-hmm. the, like the car and mm-hmm. it was like a partnership like with the a blue teal yes yeah. so if you look a big promo thing was honda they would i would get in a honda and i would go my eyes are this color yeah <laughs> yeah i and saw I that drive ads. away i saw that ad in a taxi mhm <laughs> That's great. So you filmed <laughs> in New York. That's wonderful. Did you film in New York? Mm, I live in New York. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, for yeah, how yeah. long? I live in New York my whole life. Now you could no. say who directed your movie, right? You could say who directed I your movie. I can say who directed my movie. <gasps> I am so excited to tell you guys who directed my movie. Oh. Joss Whedon. <laughs> no. Wow. Yes. Okay. There we go. Joss Whedon, the incredible no. Joss Whedon, directed a movie that is TBD- Potentially 2025. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to see it. I'm honestly surprised we got a first and last name out of you in any capacity. Yeah. Well, they're saying, there's, they're, that's actually the one thing they said, please don't tell anyone. And I, I oh. just am so tired. I'm oh, tired no. of hiding the You're secrets. You're loosening up. I'm oh, tired of no. the secrets. So I want to tell you guys the one thing that I'm never supposed to tell anyone. Joss Whedon is mostly involved in this movie. Wow. It was his baby. Oh, He's so excited no. about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried for you, yeah, man. That's not coming out. You've been really no. tight lipped. we asked for these things. We I didn't. What do you mean? Pushed. You're going to be pulled from the film or something. What do you mean? They tell us to only take Joss. Jo- Pictures of Joss Whedon if he looks terrible. What? Yeah. No, these companies catch him in rules. a bad light. Oh gosh. 
I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't like to read things about people because I like mm. them to tell me. I things. love reading on set. You do? Mm hmm. What are you reading these <laughs> what days? Reading? Well, what are you up to up there? <laughs> when I'm on set, I love a good book. When I was feeling, filming Bonaparte, I would read Napoleon Bonaparte's biographies and biographies on biographies. And Bi- they're really <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so what's your favorite fun fact about Napoleon Bonaparte? One of my good favorite one. fun facts, he had a little bit of a feces fetish. What? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. He was married to his first wife, had his child, then went right to back to France, left his child and wife on the island that he was subjugated to, yeah, exactly. took over France again, was sent all the way to a small island in Africa, and... At one point, it was discovered. Man was into poop. Really? Did you work that into your character? Oh, ah, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. If you guys want to okay, see Henry. a scene, I would love to see it. It's okay, very subtle. It. What's the scene of? So this is a scene of me and Batman's, one of our last uh, um, uh, combinations, uh, confrontations. One of our last confrontations, <laughs> not combinations. You're not dancing. <laughs> well, we might a little bit. Have oh. you guys seen the movie? Yeah. Here we go. We are. <laughs> so me and Batman, Batman is at his last limb. And I have taken over most of America with my troops at this point. My cyborg troops. And uh, Batman's got one chance to stop me. You want to dance, Bonaparte? <laughs> Oh, Batman, you thought this was going to be easy for you, but it's not. Sire, Sire, your poop. Thank you. (laughs) You want to dance, buddy? Not now. Why don't we dance in the... (sighs) Oh, yeah. I'm going to kill you. You're going to kill me? I'm already dead. (laughs) Cyborgs! French cyborgs okay, attack. Can someone fix the women's restroom? It's so fucked up in there. <laughs> cyborgs, we're French. Ciao. <laughs> I love the really acting in that scene. scene. Thank you. Really the acting good. is so grounded. It's just so classic Batman. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that. <laughs> it's a classic Batman movie. A lot of that you have to understand is without the context of the movie, you're not getting why some of those soldiers are French and Italian. And it's a really, I remember seeing this movie, there's such an extensive side kind of B-plot about that women's bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so that makes total sense it's as that happens. It's a great payoff at the end when it's finally fixed and then Batman runs his Batmobile through it. <laughs> it's a Dunkirk yeah, moment. Did... It's, a, it's a Dunkirk. Oh, It's a, a classic Dunkirk, Dunkirk. You know when Dunkirk, when they fix that bathroom and then a tank runs right through it? Yeah, it's just... the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> they save all those British soldiers and then somebody goes... Boy, that bathroom is finally fixed, and then a tank rolls right through yeah, it. It is yeah. so, I laughed so hard at the post credit scene in your movie where the poor bathroom attendant goes back in and she says, I'm all good now, and then an explosion occurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. was very fun to very make those funny. movies. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell, quick. Yes, a uh, cameo yes. from She's Rosie back. O'Donnell. She's back. She, She's back. She's and I can back. confirm that about my movie, too. No, is that Rosie O'Donnell? Spoiler, no. Rosie is in it. No, that you she... revealing that could actually destroy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I would be careful with that. Wait, no. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's just a post credit sequence. Josh Sweden hired Rosie O'Donnell. Wait, no, <laughs> I'm thinking she... Roseanne Barr. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. You're yes, fine. I was like, she's only slightly canceled for just being annoying. No, right. No, Rosie's not canceled, and she's a blast. She had me over for roast beef dinners every night. <laughs> every night? That <laughs> can't be good for <laughs> cholesterol or anything. I, I loved it. We talked so much. She's so sweet and so what much fun. What did you guys talk about? We talked a lot about her show and the Koosh Balls, because she <laughs> still gets sent Koosh Balls every day. She gets boxes and boxes. They never stopped. Mm. And it's Sitting in her house is really it. It feels a little hoardy, to be honest, because there's a lot of koosh balls. But mm. it was so fun to hang out with her. And don't worry, it was all different kinds of roast beef. It wasn't just the same kind. 
Is there oh, I was worried about roast? you getting bored. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> sorry. There's different kinds of roast Just beef. Just different types of cuts and different sauces you can put on it. And different sides. I bet that yeah, mush well Different with the breads. Roast. Different breads in the sandwich. the same roast beef. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A meat yeah. can be decorated. Yes. Mm. Yes. So... I no, a, don't worry, Rosie. It, it's not a big part, so okay. it's not a spoiler. That's good. I have a question for the group. Um, huh? Do me, yes. <laughs> Where's the is, group? Is there a problem? No, I was waiting for the question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was just a friendly, huh? <laughs> yes, okay. Well, my question is, do you think it's harder to play a villain or a good guy? Mm. Ooh. For me, it's always easier to play a villain because you can really lose yourself and let go. For a good guy, you want to find some sort of flaw. But with a villain, all you have to do is find a little bit of soft spot. What did you find for, for Bonaparte? The soft spot for Bonaparte? Yeah. His love for baking. Oh. Mm -hmm. So many details He was trying to, to take over America to bring French baking back. The man just wanted to save American bakeries. Yeah, that's not too evil of an agenda. That's no. actually no. Uh, a man of... who's craving for power. All he wants in life is the unification of the world. And Napoleon actually, as a person, was one of the most liberal, forward, progressive people that France had ever seen. He brought public bathrooms to France. And he... now we know why. <laughs> and now we know why. There's the justification. <laughs> That is what do we call in the biz a classic justification. Yes, yes, yes. Gerard, what what's the soft spot for Dark Side of the Moon? Is it Gervais or Gerard? Oh, uh, depends. In London, it's Gerard. In America, Gervais. So, so you I'm met so you saw me sorry. in London. I've been calling you. No, but you saw Gerard. me in London. We've I got an Anglophile over here. Uh, yes, it's sorry. fine. I know. No, my babysitter calls me Gerard, and my wife calls me Gervais. Oh. Oh, yeah, so what's the soft spot of your character? Do you find any ounce of humanity? Mm. Is there a little bit of light in the dark side of the moon? Yes. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a good really one. Good Thank good you. Man. Speaking of it. Great yes. job, man. Well, I'll say the dark side of the moon is so old. So, so old. Well, he sounds it. He's so, so old. And I won't give away spoilers, but he has problems with his aorta. Right? The heart? Oh, yeah. that's humanizing. Yeah. And the moon has a heart, right? And, um, I've always thought that. Yes. And we see in the film, and I would love to announce we're bringing him back. They're doing an origin story of the dark side of the moon. Wow. And they think it'll do better than Catwoman. Um. So we'll I, see. Yeah, but that's, that's very exciting. Yes. That's great. That's that's. That's Me and really FK nice. Twigs were headed off to the Bahamas to start shooting next month. Mm, I'll oh. be there taking photos for sure. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. Oh no, you just tipped off the paparazzo. He's gonna tell all his slimy me little and friends. My boys oh. are riding to the Bahamas. Oh, he has a crew. Oh, oh we love to play just... poker and trade photos. I thought it was just the L Fanning pictures, but this is getting bigger and bigger. Well, I love to photograph a pretty woman. Can you be honest? Have you taken photos of us? Hmm. Oh, let me check. Okay. Oh, oh no, that's a huge huge folder. A huge folder <laughs> on his phone. Oh, no. Oh, you have the Rolodex app. I see it spinning. <laughs> oh, it looks so old-fashioned yet tech. I like when they do that. It's an analog kind of thing. I like it. <laughs> It brings a little bit of charm to something rather new. Yeah. Oh, no. Nope. Familiar. Oh. Only women under 26. <laughs> well, Ooh. what a surprise. I guess I should have known that before. Oh, oh wow. that's okay. Did I see a picture of Marilyn Monroe in that? Mm, yes, Marilyn Monroe. I I didn't take that one. I just really like it. <laughs> you use it as like a model to take mm -hmm. what your other I think this is like. the perfect paparazzi photo. If you look at it, it captures her happy, sad, distressed, a mess. Well, that's that photo of her standing over the sewer grate mm -hmm. with the dress. That's a very staged photo. <laughs> it's a great paparazzi photo. That isn't a paparazzi they photo. They caught her right as she was stepping off the subway. No, that no, they didn't. No. They, they staged that. I don't think so. And this is what I try to get all my girls to look like. 
It's a, it's a mo- I love to get a 26-year-old in under upskirt photo. A fashion photographer styled her in that picture. <laughs> I'm always trying to get that skirt flying up. Oh, man. Jared, oh how, do you, how do you do that? <laughs> Jared, I gotta know. We're talking about the secret sweet spot of every villain. Yes. Mm. You know, I got to know about the mixture. I've wanted to know this a long time. Oh, He's such a rotten dude. guy. And, and you can talk about his son, too, if they're different. Yes, he what's is the sweet a, spot? Well, the, I'll, I'll start with the mixture because that's who I know the most. <laughs> <laughs> You're not as familiar with the mixture, son. I have been with him for a shorter amount of time. <laughs> you still haven't figured out that soft spot. Well, the soft spot for the mixer is that he loves karaoke. Oh, and wow. then there was one time when one pretty girl smiled at him as he was doing karaoke, and it made him want to donate to closing karaoke bars that were struggling small businesses. Mm. And so he did that, and that's the core. I've ultimately, he's a guy who wants to sing but can't because he's, of course, so messed up in the head. But the mixer's son, I'm having trouble placing what's good about him because he's sort of just a rotten to his core entertainment reporter. He is handsome. He is very uh, that's handsome. That's not good. I guess if I had to say deep down what makes me think he's a good guy is that he, you know, he keeps a clean shaven face. It's the sign of a of a trustworthy sort of guy who's just a... Just a guy, and ultimately, at his heart, he wants to do good. He got messed up along the way. Mm-hmm. I realized when we were talking about our soft spots, I and you asked me that, and we're going through. I thought it was medically what was wrong with the body. <laughs> you didn't say his aorta. Oh, his weakness. You said the weakness. I didn't. We should have known when that. I, when someone of my age, his weakness, I tell you what part of the body is failing yeah, first. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Oh. The dark side of the moon loves the world and loves oh. the earth. Is that why he wants to destroy it? And th- but he wants to destroy the people inhabiting it because mm. the people inhabiting it are ruining the earth. <laughs> and that's uh, specifically uh, the women. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh. Never, I, I thought for a moment Hard. I was... Okay, never mind. Okay, <laughs> A very turn. feminist movie. Oh, well, I could say a little bit about the soft spot of my character. Away already. I, what have I given away? The Joss Whedon. Yes. Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell. You're right. I've given it all away. Roast beef. You guys basically know the whole movie. It writes itself. Uh, I can fill it in from the atheist. There's a there's a cameo by Rosie O'Donnell, and we we shot in a place where they make a lot of roast beef. Yes. There's a lot. There's a lot given away. Oh. There's a lot given away. But so what? near Koalinga off the five. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you shot it. Mm. My baby's what in the What studio's there? up there? <laughs> Koalinga? That's where the roast beef comes from. It's got to be a studio. Look at all those cows. I mean, when you drive by that thing, I I'd, I'd, start counting when I see the cows, and I stop counting when I stop seeing the cows, and sometimes I count to, like, what, six, seven? <laughs> I don't know what you're seven talking cows. about. Is don't you, tra- you measure time by counting? Anyway, go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. No, here's the thing. Uh, what I'll say about my character is that he just wants to be loved. I know. Okay. By who? Well, that remains to be seen. Oh, oh when they don't comment on the sexuality, it usually means not straight. <laughs> it has to mean, mean us not That's straight. That's what I learned from being a access Hollywood reporter. <laughs> They don't comment. No. It means it's questionable. Is your character LGBTQ? I can't say. But what I can say is that it will make history. Oh, okay. Too bad all of the DC movies have so much similar roles (laughs) and characters because you could be making history by playing anybody. Here's what I'll say. Love is love. I will say that this character wants to be loved. I will also say, these are all choices I made for myself and my character, and this is never addressed in the movie. Oh, oh, so 
You're, you could be the first internally gay, but not outwardly expressing it, DC Wait, villain. You Guys, I actually I can make this announcement. Yeah, because this doesn't seem like it's privileged information if you made it up and it's not been true. I am proud to announce that, to my knowledge, I'm the f- I'm playing the first closeted DC villain. <laughs> So you're publicly announcing, like, kind of your internal actor's backstory for the character. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's bold of you, though, to say that none of the DC characters in the universe could be closeted. Mm. They could not. Joker, straight. Riddler, straight. Go, go, go. One at a time. Uh, Penguin, Penguin. he's seen a couple penises or two. (laughs) No, no way. Penguin is straight but has some kinks. Two-Face, that's basically bisexuality. That is very offensive to my character, who will never bring it up because he's scared to be caught. Okay, we're caught. Have you told Josh Sweden this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said some weird things to me. <laughs> Why did he I say? know Everybody I know loves Joss, and I don't want to say anything bad about him, but there's some stuff that I've seen about him that isn't great, if I'm being honest. Can we cut that out? Let's all admit. You're not the first. <laughs> I'm not. <clears throat> Let's go around. That makes me excited. Let's admit one secret. <laughs> one secret. Wow. This wow. pointed. One I love secret. doing press and admitting my secrets. One secret about the role that I'm just inspired that your character's closeted. One one secret yeah, about That's my secret. I can't give anything else Well, it's else very away, interesting guys. to talk about secrets. I mean, Meryl Streep always says every character needs a secret. Yeah. So I would love to talk about what your method and what your secret is for your character. Yeah, that would be great. I, were you, are we all method here? Did we all go method or did we not? Mm, I was in and out, so no. <laughs> well, you, I bet it seems like you were method for all the times that you weren't taking pictures of girls. <laughs> well, yes. When they say action, I'm method. I'm in the mm. character. When they cut, <laughs> I go to lunch. Mm. Okay, so that's not method. <laughs> that's just acting. Mm. I had, I'll, I'll just tell you my process. I had a, um, a, a character journal where if I was writing in this journal, I was the character all the time. And I wrote some gross stuff in there. Like what? Well, I can't give anything away, but I drew a lot of pictures of people with bullet holes in them. I drew a lot of pictures of... gross, gross, gross. stop, please. That's just, I'll stop, I'll stop because I can tell you guys look queasy. As someone with a hole through their aorta, that is gross, gross, gross. So That's you so are very similar to your character. You've also got a hole in your heart. Oops, I wasn't supposed to say, but that is my secret. That's a real life secret. The dark side of the moon is dying, and so am I. <laughs> are you... So when, <laughs> what happens when the dark side of the moon goes away? Do you die too? Are they well, trying to time it out perfectly? It's like the chicken or the egg. Do you join the union or get your side card? It's like one of the two, yeah. you know? It, yeah, one will happen and then the that other classic will... conundrum also, of joining the union or no, getting your sad card to join the union. <laughs> no, no, it's the you have to make a choice. You have to make a it's choice. The chicken and the egg whip. Do you, how do you join the union? Do you get a job or do you join the union? You know, also, I'm, boy, Mr. Peanut, please tell me you're, you're in the union. <laughs> you're in SAG, you're right? You're 92. Not until the day I die. <laughs> wow, they're going to induct you into SAG the day you pass away. I, I'm i an equity member as a man of the theater. Of course. But besides that, I VO. I'm barely on stage. Oh, okay. Maybe you Okay. I don't know how you're skirting this, honestly, but... <laughs> well, lock me up, Sag. That's a good secret. <laughs> you must be a must, 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 must join. They must, must send must you a lot of letters. And you know what else, you know what else I'm a must join of? The hospital. <laughs> you must join the hospital? Yes. You're, a hospital you're a hospital must join? I'm dying. <laughs> They're sending you letters saying this is your last chance. Join the hospital. You are going to pass away. You need to join this hospital now. And then worse uh, than the hospital must joins or the hospice must joins. Oh. And I won't fuck with that. So you could probably make another movie before because you haven't gotten one yet. That's why we're doing the origin story of the dark side of the moon before I go. Now, are you ICU eligible or is that something else? <laughs> I think that's a different guild. <laughs> that's a different guild. Yes, I haven't paid my dues. Next. Mm. 
Well, what about you? What's oh, your Oh, just a secret. <laughs> Can we talk about maybe a secret of the ri- the mixer's son? son? Well, the Who's the mixer's son's mom? Oh, well, the mixer's son's mom. Yeah, that's a good secret. This is actually a real sort of onset secret because the mixer's mom was Julianne Moore. And she did such a great job. We did three takes of a very heartwarming scene that sort of uh, humanizes the mixer's son. But in it, I got so into character and so off script that I ended up banishing her from set. So they wrote her completely out of the movie. mm. Can we see that clip? Yes. Please see that clip. Yes, with my commentary in it. (laughs) That'd be be great. Yeah, we have the daily, right? (laughs) Yes, I'll bring you the daily. Okay, here we go. So this is uh, Julianne Moore is comforting a young, the mixer's son, after a a troubling shoot on the Access Hollywood set where he (laughs) flopped a couple of lines. He's an adult. He's an adult. At this point in the movie. He's an adult. He goes to visit his mom sometimes after shoots. Okay, here we go. Let's roll it. Listen, Mixer Son, I think... (laughs) I think you gotta just lift... What? Whore! Spit it out! Look... I love you no matter what you mess up. You are filth and grime. You're filth and grime, and I will banish you from the earth. And actually, I will banish you from this set. What? Get off my set. What are you talking Julianne about? Julianne Moore. I, is, he, is he serious? Julianne Moore. What? Oh, my gosh. Who's take? Get off me. Get I'll just, out. Is this serious? Get out. I'm hey leaving. folks, we're camera up in three, two, one. We weren't filming? Action. <laughs> Oh, no, this is Access Hollywood. Access Hollywood, go. And the news is in. In couples news, Ben Affleck and J-Lo are on the fritz again. Can you say trouble in paradise? Wow. Wow, what a great clip. So in that clip, if I I saw it visually, so I feel like I could describe it. <laughs> you and Julianne Moore were having what was supposed to be a conversation. And then yes. you banished her and they immediately moved on to the next scene, which was the Access Hollywood scene. Tarantino is nothing but efficient. <laughs> he is. He really is. Oh, gosh. She seemed very confused. She was very confused. I called her. I sent her a fruit basket once I was out of character. We made up. We're getting lunch soon. It's all going to be okay. That's good, good, good. But I would love to know from all of you, you know, uh, where there's these... I would love to know uh, uh, what you're hoping for audiences to see in this movie. Actually, you know what? I just want to know. I would love to know. Are you okay? What's going on? Sorry, You're I, being I, very high function. Hey, right please, now. please tell me the mixer isn't showing up. Please don't I, tell me. Please tell me. Don't. No, because I'm I'm fighting him off. I'm fighting off the mixer, and I'm fighting off the mixer's son right now. Mm. Okay, you know what? Filth and grime. Oh. Oh. Who is that? Filth and grime. <laughs> Junior. Okay. That was the mixer's son. <laughs> oh, they're both the same. <laughs> I'm keeping them down. I'm keeping them down. <laughs> Filth and Grime Jr. So we know it's the sun with <laughs> that. Yes, I say things me. like cracked eggshells, horrors of the earth, whore, pestilent slime, and then the mixer's son is some pops in with something like whore, pestilent slime, Jr. <laughs> A tour de force of a performance. No, oh, really thank good. you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Junior. (laughs) So what did you want to (laughs) say? What I want to know is what everyone's working on after this. Great. I've already answered it, Dark Side of the Moon origin story. And and so so is the Dark Side of the Moon just a person in the Bahamas and then goes up to the moon? What's the... (laughs) Yeah, why are you filming in the Bahamas? Well, we're doing it for a certain angle where Reese is directing... Great. I love to see her in the director's chair. Yes. She jumped from Catwoman to the director's chair. Yes. And um, we're going to see the birth of the moon. And they uh, they found a spot in the Bahamas where um, they can get a gorgeous shot of the sky. Also, I want to die there. So, oh. 
Oh, mm. so it works out. It right, because you are just doing VO for the movie. Yes, and, and the uh, production company came up to me and they said, okay, we got to go, we got to go. You got two months, here we mm. go, we got to go. And I said, yes. Oh, and they <laughs> that said, production company sounds stressed <laughs> out. Yes, well, uh, they were they talking to my... a lot of money riding on you being alive. Yes, they were talking to my doctors and they were like, we got to go. Mm. And I said to them, they said, where do you want to shoot this? Where do you want to spend the last three weeks of your life? And I said, the Bahamas. So... Mm. Great. What about you all? I'm working on a small indie movie right now. It's black and white, and it's going to be good. What's it about? Mm, it's about the voyages of two men stuck on a boat. Okay. Mm. And a, it, it's a drama. Mm-hmm. Nice. A straight drama, a spooky thriller. Mm. It's me and Matthew Lillard, and we are stuck on a boat. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. Is he directing, too? He's such a good director. Mm-mm. Okay. He is not directing. Okay. Oh, he's directing. The director is... Uh... Isn't that Reese Witherspoon? Yes, it's Reese Witherspoon and Freddie Prince Jr. have <laughs> teamed up to direct this wow. one. Mm-hmm. Small indie we're shooting in Long Beach, mm. and I'm really excited for people to see this one. Wow. What about you? Well, I probably shouldn't say, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I've cleared this with the studio. Don't let me model behavior that you shouldn't be doing. Okay. Um, I am proud to announce the Mexa's grandson is in production wow. for 2020. Wow. I think your health should handle <laughs> taking on a third in that little brain. It's going to split you once more. I I have just enough room up here for one more. Oh, no. Have you started the process of finding the Mixer's grandson? <laughs> no, I'm the Mixer's grandson. Wait, in, what do you mean? No, have you started in yourself? Inside yourself. In your, your character. Oh, inside. Well, no, I'm going to go to Miami first. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to ruin Miami. No, I don't want to ruin Miami. I, I take my wonderful vacation in Miami with my wife and kids, and then afterwards, I'm getting into the mixer's grandson. What do you do in Miami? Oh, I sit on the beach. Mm. I go to those stores. I buy some of those fun neon shades. Mm, lots of young starlets in Miami. Yes. Gosh, I would love to meet the mixer's grandson. I wish that he was, I wish he was here. Right uh, now. Well, I did meet him briefly, so <laughs> perhaps he might stop by please. for a moment. Can we see the whole family tree? Mixer's grandson, okay, so, please. Okay, so please, let me please. let me try and let them in. Let me try and let them oh, in. Okay. Shake it off, oh, shake it off, shake it off. This is not going to end well. <laughs> Humanity is dragged through the mud. Humanity is dragged through the mud. Junior. Humanity dragged through the mud. Goo goo gaga. Oh, oh you're playing a baby. <laughs> you're playing a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing. <laughs> You're playing a baby. We're doing a- would, of course you wouldn't want to ruin Miami by finding the inner baby in you. No, because I, you know, I want to. It's vacation time with me and my wife. I want to be able to know you do things that husbands and wives do, and I cannot let that character in there yet. She doesn't want to have to look after a evil little toddler. No, no. she's already had kids. I said, Deborah, I don't let me be this character around you. I'm gonna go away. You deserve a girl's night out. You could deserve something else. Harry, will you you please tell us what, because obviously you're working on the film. Well, the movie comes out 2025, and I'm locked to the contract uh, because there are going to be, and I can announce this, four spinoffs. Oh, no. There are, there's not. Yeah. You are really skirting so much money right now. <laughs> it is so... Do you understand the place that I'm at? The stakes of what you're doing. I would say this is the most tumultuous time of my entire life. Why did you come? Why did you join this podcast? The thing is, when you get to something this big and you're standing on the precipice of something and one marketing person thinks it's a good idea and they clearly all were at the same happy hour and they call you at the same time and they're so excited about something and then they're scared to cancel and they're scared to say no and then all of a sudden you're doing this thing and maybe somebody got fired because you're doing it but you can't say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to sit with you guys and to talk to you guys about, you know, all this stuff and be able to discuss this and and to be able to really, really, really 
go into depth about everything because it's so stressful. Everything that's happening to me right now, every breathe, single breathe, thing, breathe, 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 breathe. No, a- I just can't take it anymore. And I'll it's t- just like, and it's like, if this is all I have to do just to be able to play Slime oh, Boy, no. it's like, <gasps> oh, oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh, no. 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 Gerard! Oh, no. no. 911, we've got a must join. you got to come pick him up. This has been Artist on Artist on Artist on Artist, answering the question, now that's why they call it show business. Good night, Hollywood. Hi, I'm Angela Geritana. I'm Jeremy Colhane. I'm Patrick McDonald. And I'm Kylie Brakeman. Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists is an improvised Hollywood Roundtable podcast available on iTunes and Spotify. You can follow us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's right. Four A's with three O's in between, then pod. Music for this week's episode was provided by Gabriel Ponton. Stars, they're just like us. And if you like this episode, you can give us five of them by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. That's all for now. Good night, Hollywood.